everybody before we jump into this week's episode just wanted to take a moment to say that we appreciate each and every listen that we received thus far you guys are amazing thank you thank you thank you furthermore if you guys have any questions about any episode or any topic suggestions or would like to give us a review feel free to reach out to us at dear some of y'all at gmail.com just like the name of the podcast also please feel free to follow us on facebook at dear some of y'all or on instagram also at dear some of y'all we appreciate your support and this wouldn't be what it is without you Ten. No, I think I'm gonna quit. <laughs> it's too soon to quit. I ain't quitting. I ain't going it's too nowhere. Soon to quit. No, so, I'm joking. what's up, y'all? We got a uh, definitely some uh, good good discussions that are gonna happen in this one. But before we get there, I have. Can we start with the asinine moment of the week? Cause I have I have a bone to pick with the Saints. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. So, as we know, the end of this month uh, is a, a holiday for certain people, some sectors of, you know, our community. Uh, Halloween is what I'm talking about for those that may not know what I mean. And I understand the Saints wanting to provide a what they feel to be a safer um, option for children to be able to partake in the candy and the costumes and the games and what have you. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've made my peace with Harvest, Harvest Fest. Um, I riled a few feathers um, a couple years back on Facebook, getting into the specifics of that versus Halloween, but we don't, that's not what we're talking about tonight. But my bone is the fact that we just won't leave well enough alone. Harvest Fest is just fine, people. I've seen two different flyers. Now, I, in fairness, I don't know if they were real or not. But even the thought that somebody would come up with this it's still ass nine to me. So I've ha- I seen one that, that called their event Holy Ween. <laughs> and another one that called their event Jesus Ween. And I just don't understand why 
for people who really like rest on the laurels of we're supposed to be um, separate and apart, called out assembly, if you will. And we just keep taking this stuff from the proverbial world and slapping a hallelujah or a Jesus or a holy or whatever other words we can find and then say that that's us changing the meaning or taking back the meaning of something. And I just beg to differ. So that's my uh, mini rant, at least the first one, because I'm sure there are going to be others to come. But I just feel like I just need to, it was on my heart. I just needed to get it off my chest um, so we could, I could go into the actual topics for tonight with it clear because it's been bugging me for days now. So, so how was your? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all pray for me because. Me too. What you mean? <laughs> pray for us because these asinines. They they starting to get bad, so starting to they they already was. I've I've had I got some asinine moments that I just don't put on live. Cause, yeah, I don't think people really hear about some stuff. But um, so, you know, my week has been my week has been a week. Yeah, I mean, me and you've been talking about it all week. Um, been a lot on me, my family, and Florida and stuff. I'm just, just gonna cut it off there. I'm not going no deeper in it. But which one you want to get on first? That was a loud butt. It was uh, really loud. <laughs> I didn't even notice it was that loud until I heard it back on my on my headphones. Sorry about that, y'all. You'll be okay. All right. Now you, mm. we had a whole production meeting. He got the wrong topic in here. I do? Yeah. That's not, no. uh I promise you do. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Hold on. Pause. Pause. <laughs> pause. That is not the wrong topic. I know for a fact that's the right topic because I put the topic in there. That's the right topic. Tell, tell, me, tell me I'm wrong. I promise we was going to combine these two. Like they were going to be separate and we we're going to talk about them separately. And then we were gonna do that. Okay, we can do that. Okay, y'all just heard a quick production meeting, <laughs> and it's 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 okay, it's okay. Sometimes you gotta see. It's that's fine. See, y'all get Man. y'all really get the raw uncut. Wow. So, um, because we could just edit this out, but we ain't going to. We're not going to. <laughs> but the issue that I have is this first topic is. Um, Oh Jesus! No, we got. Let's start with the bottom one because that that leads into the other one. Okay, let me uh-huh. let me end the production meeting and just tell them what we talking nah. about tonight. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So, nah, y'all, we got everything together. We just like, <laughs> we just childish. That's all it is. So, the first topic. All right, what it is? Is chivalry dead in twenty twenty one? So, as we have tried to become accustomed to 
Can you, I, actually I know you can, will you let the people know what the quote-unquote definition or, is? Or example. Or example. All right. Chivalry is defined as equality held by knights and gentlemen offering courage, honor, and protection to women. A man who stands in front of his wife and child doing a robbery is an example of chivalry. Chivalry. A man opening his date's car door for her to get out is an example of chivalry. So, what say you, Brother Caleb? Is chivalry dead? First of all, before you answer that question, do you, is there anything you would add to the definition? No. Okay. Um, yes and no. Because I feel like some people, um, some people take chivalry and add their own extra elements to it. To me, okay. Because they take chivalry and add stuff to it, and I'm like, that I, I I hear your perspective, but that's not the same thing. So I need people to understand the depth, understand what chivalry is and understand like, it's not even understanding what it is. Understand the basic principle of what the actual root word of chivalry means. So that's all I got to say about it right now. I got okay. more later. So I would say that it, it really does depend on what your definition is, how you see it. I believe that there are still gentlemen out here that are uh, looking out for women, children, other men, all that. Whether they are related or they have a relationship, I, I still feel like men are out here holding doors, Car doors, building doors, still out here pumping gas, still out here making sure, um, you know, if if a lady's by herself, making sure she gets to her car safely, those sort of things. So I I, I think that they're still out here. Now, I I think it's dwindled. (laughs) (laughs) I think the number has dwindled. but I, but I don't believe that it's completely dead. Uh, what is the the person that commented on the post? I don't know her name. I was, I was getting ready. You talking about Elantra? I was, yes, yeah, I, I got it right that, here. I need that. So, uh, my good friend, Elantra Davis Lewis, she said, dead, not so much, but certainly on life support. I think both men and women have perverted what chivalry is. For females, it has become an expectation, but with no responsibility on our end and how we ought to conduct ourselves. And for males, it somehow seems like they think chivalry directly contradicts their masculinity. It's almost like both men and women don't want to forfeit what makes them them. As in, men don't want to soften their masculinity and a woman doesn't want to tone down her femininity for fear of conducting herself as anything less than an independent woman. In addition, chivalry has been presented as only actions and expectations when it's actually the attitude behind the act act, which which shows results in chivalry. 
And let me tell you, I feel like not much else needed to be said. She said a whole mouthful. <laughs> after that. that. But since this is a podcast and talking is what we do, let's break some of that down before we get into some of the other responses. So I definitely agree with the sentiment that it has been, I guess you would say misdefined or the word, we'll go with the word she used, she used perverted. It's been perverted. Yeah. Um, and I love that she said it has become an expectation by women, but with no responsibility on their end on how we ought to conduct ourselves. So I think that because we talked about this a while back in one in the the worth episode and there is this psychology or ideology about women being the prize, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this feeds into that from the standpoint of this is what because I am a woman not because of how I carry myself how I act how I treat you how I talk to you none of that but simply because I am a woman these are things that you should do because I'm a woman it's how some women think because I'm the prize I'm the catch I'm the you know, so you should be opening doors for me. You should be, you know, whatever chivalry looks like to her. It is like Alondra said, it's an expectation regardless of how I carry myself as a woman. So, uh, you know, I love my examples. You know, I love to look up stuff. So I just found like a random article on what is the name of it? Chivalry Today. And the title is Nine Habits of Lifelong Chivalry. Are you ready for these? I don't know. Number one, opening doors. Number two, saving the last bite of food. (laughs) Number three, spending time with your family. Number four, suffering through a girly movie. Number five, sending flowers. Number six, walking on the outside of the sidewalk. Uh, all right, yeah, that's like, I'm not letting you walk on the side of the car that's going. Let me get hit first. I get that. It don't bother me. Finish the list. <laughs> what? Number seven is kisses on your forehead. Oh, you don't remember in the best man? The forehead kiss? Oh, that's Lord. the. Number eight, filling up your gas tank. Number nine, putting on putting your jacket on them. How old is this article? Uh, let me see. 2014. 2014. So seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> this might sound asinine, but if we going somewhere and you know it's cold and you don't bring your jacket. You will get mine with some lip. 
<laughs> Listen, Maya, Maya already know. Look, babe, what, what's the temperature outside? 32. Oh, it's cold. Yeah, bring your jacket. Okay. Cool. Why, why both of us got it? Why, 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 why both of us can't be warm? If somebody said that's not chivalry, Come on. no. That's, Man up, Caleb. Nah, bump out of that. <laughs> See, the problem is, is... Um, See, I ain't even had no problem with that one. I didn't have no problem it with that It was the, the saving the last bites. It's, and it's the saving of the last bite that I, that I really take issue with. I mean, the, it, most of them I, I understand. Like, the putting on the jacket one, that one is situational to me. Not like... If, if we going out somewhere, right, and, like, let's say when we went, it was nice out, and by the time we're leaving, it's raining, of course, I'm going to be like, yo, let me go get, I'm, I'm going to go run and get the car. Um, I'm going to take my jacket, or, like, if the car ain't far, I'll probably, like, whatever. Or, like, if we go outside, and begin with, I had on a jacket, just because the jacket fits my outfit. Right. And Maya had on, like, long sleeve. And then we get outside, it's freezing cold outside now, or it's raining outside. My first thought is going to be like, here goes my jacket. I will be okay. That, that I completely understand in that aspect. But if we leave the house at 30 degrees and you're in a long sleeve shirt and I have on a jacket and we both know it's cold, I will, be, I will give you my jacket, but I'm going to be annoyed because we went out of the house knowing the situation of the weather. Maya, please take a jacket out the house. <laughs> Your husband is stressed. No, I, but that's the thing. She's still going to get my jacket regardless of the end of the night. But I'm going to be like, yo, why didn't you bring your jacket? All right, whatever, here. Now, the saving the last bite, bro. That's, I don't know about that one. I don't see how that shows chivalry, personally. Especially if you have been with a person for a while. Like, if it's a, like a first date type of thing... And you're being fun and flirty and what have you. If it's the first day, why are you eating food off my plate? I mean, that's no, I'm a, joking. That's, I, I, that's a valid. Uh, if it's the first date and we just meeting up, but you know, sometimes you you hit it off right away, and so it's that's why it's I said not it, weird. It's, it's, it's situational, you know, right? Situational. Um, but the rest of the list, I get it. Like walking street side, yeah, opening yeah, a lot doors, of putting gas in it's the car, saving the last pumping bite. the gas if I'm with you, like. I, it it bugs me to no end to see, and of course you don't know what the situation is. But when I see a woman in the driver's seat get out, and there's seemingly an able-bodied man in the car, and it's even worse for me when she get out the passenger seat. I seen something on a app, and it was a man in the passenger seat and a woman pumping the gas, and uh, somebody like went completely off on this person talking about, oh, you ain't a man, blah, 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 and the other point that somebody said made sense, even though I'm like, I would still pump the gas, it made sense, it was like, if she's driving the car and she has capable hands to get out of the car and pump her gas, why can't she pump her gas in her own car? In my head, I'm like, yes, that makes sense, but how I am? If we get to a gas station and Maya get out of the car, she can go in there and pay for the gas. But if she get out, and be at the pump like get in the car. But that's just me. But I did that face that you seen me do at the definition. They say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So when he saves the last bite, it's basically saying <laughs> he likes you more than whatever meal yeah, is see, in front of him. What's the movie? Which for the record is a lie. What's the movie? Uh... It has um, 
Morris Chestnut, Gabrielle Union. That's a loaded um, movie. Jennifer Lewis, Clifton Powell. Jennifer Lewis and Clifton Powell are married, or they're divorced. And Gabrielle Union dated Clifton Powell previously before she met Morris Chestnut. And they talk about that. Tatiana Ali is in it too. I don't know why. As many times as I've seen this movie, I can't think of the name of it. But they talk about that. If he gives you the last bite of food. And that's, that definition that you just read is, is almost verbatim what Jennifer Lewis said in the movie. That it was an indication of... Is it the perfect holiday? No, it's not the perfect holiday. Um, it's going to come to me later on in the episode, and then I'm going to blurt it out. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the name of that movie. And I bet you somebody right now that's listening is screaming, like, it's whatever the name of the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you said something that um, segues us into one of the other responses. Um, another good another one? friend of mine. Oh, it was on she uh, said, Instagram. Yeah, it was on Instagram. Um, Monica, she said that, it, well, first, she said, uh, it is dead, never to be risen again. <laughs> and so I asked, why did she think that was? And she said, because boys or, and or men aren't being taught that anymore. People are teaching, get it how you live, her hands work, etc. Every man for themselves, things of that nature. So that goes right into what you were saying about the mentality of, nah, she, you know, she can get out and pump her own gas type of, you know. But I even, like with my sons, right, I taught them how to pump gas so that if they were with their mom um, or whoever, that, nah, I got it. Like, like you said, your example, even if she go pay for it, when she come out, nah, I got it. I've also, in that same vein, taught my daughter how to pump gas too because eventually she's going to have her own car and be driving and what if you don't have anybody with you yeah then you need these are to, things that you, you, you need to get to out of the car and pump your gas because you ain't going to be flagging nobody down talking about hey sir can you pump my gas <laughs> no you need to know how to I, in my in my version of reality every woman should know how to pump their gas in the situation that you don't have your significant other to pump your gas. Or just another. It doesn't even have to be <laughs> necessarily your, you know, somebody you're in a relationship with. Or a friend or something. But I, mm, that giving the last bite of food is still bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying not to, I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my brain off of it, but it's not really working. Um, I mean, but I do get the rest of them, though. Like, I mean, sending the flowers. Um, how's... Mm. I don't see how that's chivalry. I mean, I see how that's an act of... Um, it's the brothers. That, okay, yeah, that movie. I thought, I thought that's the one it was. I see how that's an act of showing that you care. But... But is it chivalry? No, it's an act of love. If I know that, I mean, I would replace sending flowers with something totally different. Maybe. In my personal opinion. Even the, the, the suffering through girly movies, like, really? Suffering through some of the movies be good. I don't really. And not, it's just, I, I guess it's just the language for me. Like, 
or you just watching a movie that you would like to see. Just like I would hope that you are with someone who if you wanted to see something that maybe they weren't particularly interested in, that they would do it willingly, not feel like they're suffering through. But also, I understand this article is seven years old, one, and it's based on the ideals of chivalry that you see played out in movies or on TV and what have you. This is what this is how it's been taught. And so I guess that's why it's important to have the conversation now in 2021, because you have generations of people that haven't been taught that. For instance, uh, Fred said, um, anybody born? I just want to say Ross. Fred! Fred! <laughs> uh, he said that anybody, for women born after 92, yes, chivalry is dead. After 92. And so <laughs> um, he didn't, he has yet to expound on why he feels that way. But my other friend, uh, Lot, he said there is a couple reasons why he, he thinks it's dying but not dead. He said, one, there is a decrease in male modeling of what chivalry looks like with no teacher. The student is left up to their own devices, which I absolutely agree with. He said, the major push for women to be self-sufficient shifts the thought process of how chivalry is accepted. Why do for them what they are vocal about doing for themselves, whether you are with them or not? And then he said, there is no clear understanding of what true chivalry is or the motive behind it on both sides. And that, in conjunction with Alondra, again, pretty much kind of covers this <laughs> topic because it, because it means different things to different people. So I guess that the the best advice, if we were giving advice, not that we're in the business of giving advice, because we try to mind our own business. All of it. But every last bit of it. Have those conversations. But what does that look like? Because you have you have some women who opening doors and stuff like that don't mean nothing to them. Yeah. It's not a really a big deal. If you do, great. If you don't. It's fine. I can get out the car myself. Yeah. I can walk through the building door myself. I can pull my own chair out at the restaurant. Um, I have a question. Sure. So, um, with opening doors outside of, like, walking in a restaurant, mm -hmm. what is your perspective on every time... I'm always opening up your wife's car door when she's either getting ready to drive the car or she's getting in the passenger. I think if that's the precedent you set, then there's a, even if it's unspoken, I would feel like there's a responsibility or and or an expectation there. Because if you stop doing the things that you were doing when you were in pursuit, then it 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 can be viewed as if your feelings changed. Because as men, we we are very uh, inclined sometimes to not say much, but we do, and we you know with our actions we we are speaking, and so when our actions change, then it leaves 
our partner to wonder if our feelings have changed because you're not you're not doing the same thing you're not opening doors for me anymore or as often you're not texting me throughout the day you're not calling to check in well you know what i mean those, those sort of things that to us we don't always think of it as a big deal per se like we you know we got busy so we we're doing what we need to do we're handling business we're trying to do whatever not thinking from the standpoint of but we were consistent in it at one point in time in the relationship and so that's become the expectation because we were so consistent does that make sense that makes sense i get that like um hmm. how do how do i how do i say this so If you so, so if somebody never makes it a kind of like a rule or a I want you to do this and you don't do it because you never had to do it and it's quote unquote a part of chivalry, do that mean that you lack thereof? No, I think that's a different conversation. Okay, I think if the expectation or the conversation was never had or never expressed. You can't hold somebody accountable for something that they don't know that you want. I need you, I need more people to understand that because we actually have touched on that. Is I mean, um, you can. It's just is asinine. Very. It's, that's one of the conversations that me and you, I think we touched on it on, I forgot which episode. Um, I'm over there talking like we got 100 episodes, but our episodes <laughs> be long. But um, like having ex- uh, pre-built expectations that somebody don't know. Like, if you have these pre-built expectations of what chivalry is to you, and this person never knows about it, then they can't do it. But at that same concept, if that person was never taught those things, doesn't necessarily mean that it's dead. It just means that it's forgotten about and wasn't taught. Because my daddy, it, look, my father, my pops, Ernest, he wakes up. My mama has to be to work every morning at 6 o'clock. No, I think she leaves the house at like 5 o'clock, something like that. My dad wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30. Wakes up, puts on a pot of coffee, and um, makes sure that my mama's food is already ready to go to work, right? Cranks up our car 30 minutes before, uh, 15 minutes before she has to go so our car be nice and warm. Because, yes, yeah, Florida, but at 4 o'clock in the morning in Florida, it's cold. Like, it, every other day is 80, 90 degrees, right? But at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's like 50. That's cold in Florida because it's like that big, like... It's Florida. Florida. Yeah. So, to me, I see my daddy do this every morning. Some mornings, my daddy will be knocked out. And my mama will get in her car and leave because she was like, he's been doing a lot. Or most, or some mornings, my daddy will wake up as soon as she walked by and go open the door and make sure she get in the car. Or he'll open the house door. And then my mama opens her car door, and then she gets in the car, right? So with all that being said, it's like seeing that growing up, it's, it's a lot different because my, mom, my mama goes to a nine-to-five job, right? And my daddy uh, has his own business because he uh, does lawn care. So he wakes up in the morning and does all of this stuff because he don't have to be up that early because right after my mama go to work, he go back to sleep. Well, actually, he go on his study, he pray a little bit, then he go back to sleep, and then he goes out and goes start cutting the yards. So for me, I was taught chivalry. But at that same concept, what happens when a man is taught chivalry and he's 
<laughs> this gonna be I know it's not a word. He's the most chivalrous <laughs> person in the world to a woman that's super, super independent and wants to do everything on her own. How do as a man and women, please, ladies, please understand I'm not knocking any independent woman and I'm not trying to We gonna say get into that a little bit later. That too. a woman shouldn't be independent. I'm all about it. But from a man's perspective, if you are a man that is brought up that way and then you get with a woman that doesn't want that but wants that, does that make sense? It does. And I go back to the need for critical conversations before you, definitely before you get married, but even before you decide to date exclusively or, you know, be monogamous or whatever, when it's just going to be the two of you, whatever, whatever label you put on that. Because it would be very easy for the man in that situation to feel as if his efforts of trying to show his appreciation for her are being dismissed and she's being dismissive of how he's trying to show his affection. For her, it could be an annoyance because she's expressed, or maybe she hasn't, that it's not something that is a big deal for her. Mm -hmm. She could take it or leave it. And I think that as men, sometimes we incorrectly internalize that as if she's somehow saying that you are not doing your job or um, something that is important to you isn't important to her and so we you know we get bothered by that when in reality I think most of the time more often than not she's just saying like I said earlier, if you do it, cool, but it's not a requirement for me. And that at that sense. point, then we just got to make a decision. Like, so if you're not, if it's not going to bother either party for him to do it, then rock out. If it's going to be a point of contention, then find a happy medium. And I think that because we are, it's almost like somebody always got to win the discussion or the argument we made it a long time before you started singing and I think that because of that it puts us at odds <clears throat> when we don't have to be because again this is like most of if not all of the topics that we discuss it is all about perspective how you perceive it is going to determine how you feel about it. Okay. So if chivalry to you is not, so not to you, not you personally, that. but for a woman, if chivalry is not necessarily opening doors, but making sure that you check the house before we go to sleep, make sure all the doors is locked, everything like that, right? Mm -hmm. Or you go and check on the kids before we go to bed 
Or like I, the example I used earlier, you shoot me a text throughout the day, hey babe, just thinking about you, or how's your day going, uh, what have you. So then, as a man, I should be willing to hear what my partner is telling me and what she is communicating, and then adjust accordingly. Because ultimately, I'm just trying to show you that you matter to me in whatever way, in whatever language that I need to speak that for you. Okay. Even if it's something that's outside of my comfort zone. Okay. I just seen an interesting thing. Um, women's, ladies, uh, queens. I'm not answering this question, and I don't expect Chris to answer this question, but I tapped on something on Google, and the thing says, can a woman be chivalrous? Again, it depends on your definition. So, um, I want to know if y'all listen to this episode, women's, ladies, queens. What is with you in this lisp? That I don't you know. Have it did randomly came. Right it did randomly came. Y'all can uh, hit us up in the um, like Gmail or whatever, and just let us or know. Or just comment when we just drop just the comment. episode. Just comment on uh, on the link. Yeah, and, and let us know. Let us know. I'm I'm curious to see like the woman's perspective of that. Um, I think our last uh, key point on that was. Um, do you subscribe to the mindset of being? <laughs> Wait, mind. no, that's see? never mind. <laughs> you getting, no. you getting, you getting, no, 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 you getting no. ahead of finna, us. I was gonna do it. You getting ahead of us? No, so, actually, actually, um, yeah, it that, goes that that would work as a question, but I'm going to save it. Okay, it will work as a question. Well, no, because it's it working both of them. Y'all gonna see in a minute. We gonna be right back after we hear from our sponsor. We gonna uh, have our life together by then. I'm, I guess, <laughs> whatever. All right, we'll be back. Just like that, we're back. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, are we gonna hit them with this question, or are we just gonna leave it for the next topic? So, the next topic is twofold, but they work in conjunction. And we're talking about the mentality of, or the ideology of, being a damsel in distress. Say it one more time. A damsel in distress. One more time for the people in the back. A damsel in distress. In distress. And if we, or y'all, some of y'all, subscribe to the mindset or the mentality of being either being having been rescued by your partner or having rescued your partner so what is the quote-unquote definition of damsel in distress you're asking me and i know you have it you can read it you got it all right a damsel in distress, according to the dictionary uh, of the Oxford languages. <laughs> of the Oxford. 
is defined as a young woman in trouble with the implication that the woman needs to be rescued as by a prince in a fairy tale. So basically, out here living in a fairy tale life. That's not what they said, Kayla. I, they said fairy tale. But that's what you say, so let's start with you. What do you say, sir? Nah, I ain't going much get into it. We can't have the topic if you don't much get into it. So. I ain't going to get into that aspect <laughs> of the topic because that's asinine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, it's another one that I was actually looking at. There's a couple of them that I found that kind of helped me to, like, be able to get my words together because one of them was like, what does, what does saying a damsel in distress mean? And it says the damsel in distress is a young woman in danger. The term often refers to a stock catcher in a fictional, um, whatever, who is rescued by a man. So uh, I'm not going to say what I had said earlier. Thank you. I want to so bad, but I'm not going to say it. But to me, it is a woman in need of assistance and somebody swoops in with that assistance of whatever she needs and provides it no matter what it is to me and I'm not that's why I'm saying what it is because I'm leaving it as a big gap because you can't just say what somebody's version of danger is Danger of living situation, money, security, whatever it is. But it will be somebody swooping in and saving them. And being, yeah, saving them. Yep, leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) I think that there has been an imbalance on both sides where this is concerned, this thought is concerned. What I mean is you have men Mm -hmm. out here in these streets Mm -hmm. who (laughs) prefer to have a woman that is totally dependent on them. Meaning... You have men that thrive, thrive on damsels in distress. Right. And... Any hint of independence or just, you know, common sense, (laughs) intelligence by the woman has him headed in the other direction. Because for whatever reason, his ego can't take not being the be-all, end-all, not being the savior. Not just the savior, but the dictator. So whatever you need, you got to come to me in order to get it. Because you're always in distress. Right. That, that yeah. I mean, I mean, if y'all want examples, go watch any Tyler Perry movie. Sir. Sir. Within a certain because year. Okay, anyway. <laughs> no, but like, um, but for real, like, it's not to knock none of it, but 
for a long period of time, like me and like some other people, we noticed like that in some Tyler Perry movies, that's how his movies kind of go like that. And it's like, that's why I say it doesn't matter what the damsel in distress is. Right. But at that same concept, like, um, what it, I think it was um, Family Reunion, where the sister was getting married to a man that was a woman beater, and basically he was like the hero, and she was kind of like the damsel in distress, because he thrived on her always needing him to support or something like that. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I mean, I might just go I back. mean, there's a lot of of his movies have the same or similar damsel in distress. Plot lines. Some of and and it's, and it's not to knock it, but it's almost like I've noticed not all of his movies. Let me re- reiterate that. Tyler, I love all of your movies. I still watch all of your Medea plays. I was watching like eight of them this week. And it's not a bad thing, but it is a good example of some of them are like that. Because I've seen... And it's not the whole entire movie, but sometimes it's aspects of whatever, what woman is going through something with whatever, and this man comes in and saves them. But it's not like this man thrives on them being a damsel damsel in distress, but they're a damsel in distress, and this man swoops in and saves them. Or whatever, or what so have you. It's just, uh, it's a storyline. Some people might agree, some people might disagree. I mean, to be honest, I'm not here for either one of them. But I'm just saying my version of my truth is that's what I have seen. But um, let me see. So, well, can I give the other half of that? I was going to ask. You, uh, that's what I was going to ask you to do. There are also women who. Okay, I'm gonna have to break this down a little bit further than I was originally. So I talked about the men who that's a requirement almost. Like mm-hmm. they thrive on that. Mm-hmm. So you have women who know that and play that role even if it's not truly indicative of who they are or what they you know, how they conduct themselves per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. But because of whatever, their maybe their interest in the man or knowing that that's the thing for him. They play into that mm-hmm. in order to, yeah, be in the relationship or uh, sustain the relationship. Let's say. So, I yeah, I do know what you're talking about. That yeah, makes, they yeah, play the role. Yeah, they, they play they, the role of damsel in distress, even if they're not in distress. No, just to keep the man. And in, you'll hear yeah. some of them say, "Well, you know, I like to make him feel needed." So, there's that. But I think, additionally, there are women who don't subscribe to none of that. They are all my women, independent, throw your hands up at me. (laughs) And nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm saying that in jest, but I don't mean it to be a derogatory statement because I I support that. And so a damsel in distress type of mentality ain't going to ever work for them. And if a man is looking for that, they should look elsewhere because she not, 
She's not finna do that. It's men that be in distress, but it's not called a damsel in distress. It's called distressed dudes. And some, I've seen some cases where if you reverse it, it's some. Well, I posted on Facebook this morning, mm-hmm. like, what we not gonna, what you're not going to do today is let somebody treat you like a do-it-yourself project. That was stemming from a conversation I was having earlier this morning with Kita about this topic. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to her that it really baffles me how a some women will have no problem taking on what they view as a project. Like, you hear women, some women, say, I cleaned him up, I, you know, I rescued. Like, what we were talking about, him. I rescued him, I fixed him. Yeah. Because I, of me, he's a better man. Now, I've seen that. That's not to say that that can't be the case. I just have an issue with the language. Because I feel like your partner, whomever they are, it shouldn't be a, a matter of rescuing. It should be a matter of enhancing, encouraging, challenging, supporting. So it should never be a place where you throw what you did for them in their face because ideally you were doing it because you you saw some right one you wanted to but also because you saw something worth pouring into someone worth pouring into and helping so to then turn around and use that to their detriment or to degrade or diminish or dismiss their progress or their growth. This is what, the third asinine moment of the week? It's about the sixth. Okay. We didn't lost count. So that's where I fall with that whole thing. I just think there's an imbalance on both sides of... So, because I think there are things that even if a woman doesn't need you to do, for her, as a man, it's still nice to do it. It's still nice to just take some stuff off her plate. Yeah, I fully agree. So I was, so while we was recording, I reposted the status, right? Just to see if I could get, you know, some last minute uh, feedback about uh, is chivalry daily. So while in the act of doing that i got somebody that said yes it's the reason behind why they said yes that kind of shook me a little bit not shook me but i get it he said i noticed that if you do something nice you get called thirsty or desperate so i had to scale it back oh okay or what they do now is call it simping I'm so well. They call it all of it: thirsty, desperate. But that's all my that. that's my issue. Is as soon as as soon as a soon as a male comes out and says, "I don't do it no more because I notice that it's called thirsty or desperate," you will have people come and be like, 
well, you was messing with the wrong person. Or my favorite one is, I love that stuff. Okay, that's fine. Don't discredit what I'm saying for your perspective. But at that same concept, it's the dynamics of it has changed. You have men that want to be chivalrous, but they see that the acts of being chivalrous, you get picked on and called soft, simp, blase blah, whipped, whatever you want to call it. But if you see me opening my door for my woman and you single, shut up. <laughs> Say it again. If you see me open the door for my woman or being a simp and you single, shut up. Especially if you don't want to be single. Like, I don't understand it. Like, if I am doing what I'm doing to keep my woman, why is it your issue? Let me stop you. It may have nothing to do with you keeping your woman and having everything to do with that's just how you rock. Exactly. Like, if, if, if me doing whatever I want to do with my wife, my woman, my lady, my, my, my Maya bothers you, don't tell me. Shut up. Why are you worried about it? Why are you worried about question. it? So you talking about, oh, well, man, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I never do that to my girl. So is you and your girl in a relationship? No, nah, man, that's just somebody I'm talking to. What you talking to me for? Right. Like, what, 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 what we got to talk about? Like, and I think that on today's episode of Asinine <laughs> Topic. That's a 10, that's a 12. We have lost count at this point. But at that same time, it's but that is an issue for me. Is that if um is like you oh man, like I'm sorry, y'all. It's it bothers me that the simple gestures of what chivalry is known to as anybody millennial and older is like lost because for in a nutshell like oh what was her name of uh, the first person you read Elandra exact like men a lot of men see it as being soft right because you are showing acts of chivalry and love towards your significant other that's not being soft it's literally exactly what I just said, showing acts of chivalry and love and affection and whatever it is because that person is the only person that gets all of you that you're giving to them. So why I'm, hey, call it what you want to. I'll be a simp for Maya any day. Why? Because I'm happy and it keeps her happy and, it make, and that's my safe place. So for Kita... It was something that just, it was done. It was an unspoken expectation, but because that's how I am, it never was an issue for us. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'm always opening doors. Like, her, Kai will tell you, we have people with us sometimes, and we be walking out of somewhere or walking into somewhere, and they're like, please don't touch the door, please don't touch the door, please don't touch the door. Because that person doesn't know that that's a thing for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now, makes you happy. 
I'm not, I'm not in the interest of full transparency. I'm not always getting out, open her car door before, or so that she can get out or that she can get in it. But we walking in to wherever together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please don't touch the door. And then to the point that sometimes when she does it just instinctively, because we're trying to get out of wherever we're at, mm-hmm. and she'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. So I don't even have to say nothing. And I also don't take it like as an attack on my <laughs> chivalry <laughs> because she opened the door herself instead of waiting for me to do it. Right. Yeah. And again, just do what works for you. And stop worrying about what other people is doing. Because clearly, or maybe not so clearly, it does or doesn't work for them. We say this all the time. What what may work for me may not work for you. And vice versa. It's that simple. Because a lot of what I've personally noticed is um, a lot of people like to put their own impression of what they feel is right on everybody else because they have been through it, blah, 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 whatever, what so have you, right? So basically, we get into a get into a situation where, what is the word that I'm looking for? It's, um, I know whoever listening to this probably knows exact projecting. Mm. They project their feelings or their version of, of that. relationship relational success I don't know if that's a word somebody look it up relational success of their own perception on to everybody else so like I'm a photographer let's say you as a photographer and I'm projecting on how I did it and saying you should do it the exact same way and you do the exact same way and it doesn't work and then you go and find your own way and I'm saying oh so I guess you didn't like my way. No, it's not that I didn't like your way. Just it's that my way, that your way, my, it's two totally different things because we're two totally different people. So if all of these people are projecting their feelings on something that I'm doing, then you need to shut up. I'm very vocal about stuff like that. Like if somebody is projecting something to me and saying that I need to be doing this because that's what they did for their significant other, I'm going to look at you and be like, well, mine don't like that. That's just the truth. Like, if somebody's saying, well, you need to do this, and 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 I'm like, well, I'm already doing this, 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 and this, and this. Well, you need to add more to your plate. But my person doesn't want me to add more to my plate because that doesn't work for them because then I'm stressed out all the time. So your way is not working so for me, and your projection is that I'm failing my significant other because I'm not doing what you did for your significant other.